Hello, welcome back to the Art and Wife podcast. We are so excited that you are here with us today. And we have some special guests joining us here today. And they are so super excited to be here. We have our better halves, our husbands. So husbands, we want to hear from you. How are you feeling about being here today? Super excited. Bless. Good morning, all. (laughs) thank you guys for doing this awesome so let's just get into the episode so just d and um ed we'll start with you how long have the two of you been married and how did you meet so we want 20 years come december oh wow um long story short on how we met I actually uh, was in a previous relationship, and when we moved, uh, it ended up being down the street from where Dee was attending college. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up on her campus playing basketball. And one of her friends um, also played basketball, so that connection from him introduced me to her, and we just started hanging out and for a couple of years, you just for friends, just, I just hung with her crew. Um, and then as time went on, uh, my previous relationship came to an end. Um, and I still was hanging out with D. Um, and long story short, here we are 20 years later. Awesome. There's, there's a lot in between there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there so I, was married. I was married. I don't date married men. That was a rule of yeah. mine. I think that's a pretty good rule not to date married men. <laughs> um, I was also in a relationship for, it was my high school sweetheart. He got divorced. Me and him broke up the same summer. But we, like he said, we were friends, like really like bro friends, right, like right. true, true friends for three years. And then one day, I don't even remember what day it was, but we just looked at each other kind of like, hmm, you're kind of cute. And so then we started dating. Um got pregnant with our first daughter, then we got engaged, then we got married, and here we are. So that's the full, like, some of the the fill-ins right there. So you had to (laughs) clarify that. Like, I do not date married men. So women, if you are out there and you are currently in a relationship with a married man, what do we say to that? (laughs) No, ma'am. That's not what we do. <laughs> no. no one, and not you know, it's like, what does the Bible say about that? More importantly, you know, yes. and so I like D too that your story is not this perfect. None of us do have a perfect story, so I appreciate your transparency in sharing that. Like, hey, we got pregnant before we got married, but that doesn't mean that that's the end of the story, right? I and do so- have to say though, God had told me that. Me and Ed were hanging out and this was when we were still friends. And I will never forget, we were in the car and he's talking about how him, he wanted to have a wellness center. And I was like, I want to have a wellness center. I had actually did my entrepreneurial marketing project in college about a wellness center. And God said, clear as day, he's going to be a part of your life for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh man, I got a bestie for life. Like, that's so cool. And like (laughs) hindsight, 19 years later, he is a part. He's going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. But I clearly remember God saying that. I remember her telling me that. And I didn't even trip. 
Like it was like, all right, cool. You know, all right, we'll be together. All right, cool. Like I didn't want anything wild, anything crazy. And I'm like, all right, you ready to go in the house? Um, like I do remember us sitting in the car. Mm, yeah. And you didn't cool. run and was like, this girl is crazy. No, <laughs> she trying to tie I, I, me down. I give that. I give glory to God on that because there was a sense of yeah. peace. It just felt yeah. like our, you know, we talked about just about anything and everything up until that point. So it was just like, okay, that's part of the conversation. All right, you ready to get out the car and, and go in the house? Yeah, we were truly yeah. just friends, just like chilling. really good friends, platonic friends. I thought of him as a brother for the longest time, which sounds weird. Um, until that one day, he just changed from looking like a brother to looking like a cute brother. So okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, Jen and Rondi, what about you? You want to go, huh? You want me to go? All right, cool. So, so we did meet in our church, and you know, so it was funny. We um, uh, so the fellowship uh, we're a part of, uh, you know, I've been in for thirty-four. My wife's been in twenty-something years, and and so we had kind of um, we have a really good singles ministry that that you know really had a nice dating culture that i think really set us up well um and uh so i had i i was living in western part of the state where we are now and was working on a master's program uh through bc i went down to the boston area where she was and i was just hanging out with that part of the fellowship that we're part of and i noticed her and i was like whoa okay and and it's interesting because my wife sticks out uh, obviously with her beautiful red hair and, and and she loves being around the black sisters that's also something that really stuck out about her she was in the middle this felt this part of the fellowship like our church is very diverse but this part is like in the predominantly black part of Boston, right? And so the Roxbury, Mattapan, if you know anything about Boston. And she was like right in the middle of the sisters, you know, full body laughing with them all, you know, and just having a great time. I was like, oh, wow, she's, that's, she's interesting. And we were, and then we went on a singles retreat. Um, we had a singles retreat like about two weeks after uh, I had moved here. And, and we had been noticing each other. Oh, she had a, she had brought a guest to church and the guest ended up chewing me out. It was really kind of a funny, funny story. Like, like we were at a part of the service that it was like real quiet and her and like her adult daughter were like talking like I mean it was like a silent reflective part of the service and they were just talking through the whole time and what I remember was hey would you excuse me would you mind just keeping your voice down a little bit because people are just trying to reflect thank you what she heard was shut up <laughs> she came out she came up to me after service oh shut up shut up Oh, I'm only here because my girl brought me. How are you going to tell me to shut up? I was just trying to blah, 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 blah. And so that was actually our first interaction. And then we um, and then we go on this retreat and then just, hey, I want to talk to you. And we talked for about three hours and just didn't want it to end. And I think we just both walked away like what just happened. And she said she told a friend that she met her husband and I, I just never had felt what I just felt. And so we just kind of explored this for the next year or so. Dayton, and then I uh, got married uh, two years after that. So you met in July 2002, married 2004. So it's been 19 years. <clears throat> wow, 19 years. We're mm -hmm. the babies here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Jen, do you agree with that story? I do, except... <laughs> So exactly. I always I always tell people this because I think it's kind of funny. At the singles retreat, there was like this dance. But he didn't ask me to go to the dance with him. He waited till after. I'm like, what's up with that? 
Why'd you wait till after? I'm still salty about it, like 19 years later. But anyways, I got him. So I guess that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do you want my full attention. Yes, you want you wanted my full attention. I wanted your yes. full attention. Oh um, wow. <laughs> but I do remember, I do like it was crazy, just like man you know, just something about him that he, he was the one and I knew it. Mm. And you, I just kind of cherished it in my heart, hoping that it was true. And as we were dating, it was, it was like, okay, God, if he asked me to this, then he's my husband. And then he asked me to this dance and, <laughs> you know, but I felt like he took a while to ask me to be his girlfriend. I was like, I was ready to move. I was like, <laughs> like I'm I'm all, yeah. well, when you say a while, we're talking about six months. We're not like that felt like a long time. That is a long time. Like <laughs> <laughs> six months. Like what? <laughs> now, how are you and the friend that you brought to church? Did did you? All oh, we ended up being cool after that. <laughs> she nicknamed me "Shut Up." She's like, "I'll shut up." Then. And then I remember, and they were like coworkers. And like when I was trying to do nice things for Jen, like I'd ask her to go put a flower on her desk mm. and and you know different things like that. No, we were cool after because you know we actually got to know each other. Right. <laughs> That's a way to meet. <laughs> and she's like, "I'll shut up." Do it anyway. I, I kind of like "Shut Up." He's all right. <laughs> we went karaoke together. We went out a couple times. Yeah. No, oh, cool. that's cool. That's mm. cool. So, Phillips, how did you guys meet? Am I going first? Of course. So I can rip. Yeah, I can. Well, Tiffany's story is not as accurate as my version, so I probably should go first. <laughs> um, we uh, we met through our mothers. Our mothers were shopping at a shopping mall. Uh, in our hometown. So where Tiffany and I grew up 30 minutes apart. And um, my mom loves to shop, as does Tiffany's mother. And so this particular day, my mom went to Dillard's and she was wearing a hat. And this lady approached her and said, hey, I like your hat. Where did you get it? And so they started talking. Um, the lady, who was Tiffany's mom, asked my mother if she had any children. My mom says, yes, I have three sons. Um, and then she asked my mother-in-law, do you have any children? She said, yeah, I have three daughters. And so my mother-in-law asked my mother if any of her children are single. And my mom said, yeah, I have this one son who is so amazing, so single, so perfect. And, you know, she was talking about me. And so um, <laughs> Tiffany's mother she told my mom, you know, pretty much the same thing. So my mom, she she was never really involved in my dating life, but um, she did want me to get married at some point. And so um, she knew I was probably out there doing my thing in the world. And so she was like, I need to help him find <laughs> a wife. So anyway, my mom calls me. And at this particular time, I'm sitting on a couch with the young lady and the young lady has her hand on my thigh. That's it. She just has her hand on my leg. And so my mom calls and she was like, hey, I found this girl that I want you to date. And, um, and so I was like, okay, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you can send me a picture of her. And so I hang up the phone and the girl I'm with, she said, who is that? I was like, that's my mom. She was like, your mom needs to mind her business. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, um, 
my well, I think this is probably a good point for you to interject because your story is a little different is from it? mine at this point. Well, how so? Well, go, go ahead with your. Well, version. I think your version is pretty accurate. You know, okay. my mom is like, she calls me and she said, "Tiffany, I met your husband today," and I was like, "But where were you?" I, at the time, it's so strange because at the time I was in David's bridal with a friend picking up a bridal shower dress. And so my mom calls and she says, Tiffany, I met your husband today. I was like, girl, <laughs> I'm busy right now. I'm like, what? And I was like, okay. And I was like, she was like, well, can I give him your number? I'm like, let me think about it. <laughs> and so my mother sends me a picture of Tiffany. Oh, well, before she sends the picture, she told me, she was like, this girl is a professional bodybuilder. And I was like, I don't want no bodybuilder. I was like, I'm already a small guy, so I don't want no woman picking me up. <laughs> so I, that was already strike number one. So when she sent me the picture, I was like, yo, I was, I said, mama, this lady gave you this picture of her to send to me because Tiffany was in her two-piece on the stage. I was like, what are they selling? So... Anyway, she sent me the picture and I was like, okay, cool. You know, you can give me her number. And so she gave me her number. I sent her a text message and we had scheduled a time to, to talk on the phone. And this, um, this is when I realized that my wife had a bad attitude because I missed the, the the call time. I missed the time by a few minutes and she had written me off. That's not true. Because at the time I was living in Colorado. So I'm in Colorado in Davis Bridal. So although Chris and I live 30 minutes apart, like we never knew each other. And so I was in Colorado. I lived in Colorado for like 11 years. So when the phone call comes in, I'm in Colorado and he's in Alabama. Well, she told me to call her at. And like I specifically six, put MST. Mount, I didn't Mount, know what Mountain Standard Time was. So um, who says call me at seven and put Central Standard Time unless it needs it's you need this, right? And so he called the hour later. And I was like, oh no, sir, I am not sitting around here waiting on you to call me. Okay. So I am not answering the phone. And my mom was like, Tiffany answer the phone. I was like, he late. I don't want him to think I'm desperate. And I'm just like, I don't have anything in my life to do than to wait for his call. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Bad attitude. So then <laughs> we finally, we finally got on the phone. Um, we talked. Oh. And we sat on the phone for hours, right? We, we had, did. Yeah, we had a great conversation. Um, and at the end of the conversation, Tiffany told me this later. She said that she knew at that moment that I was going to be her husband. But um, I didn't tell him, though, because I was like, he... <laughs> I knew. I was like, that's my husband. I just, hung up with, on the, I just hung up the phone with my husband. But I didn't say that to him. Mm-hmm. And so um, throughout the time, God continued to show us things to make us know that, hey, this is the relationship for you all. So we didn't finally meet in person until November 23rd of what year, 2015? Mm -hmm. Okay, that was our first in-person meeting. So our mothers met when in November? The same time. Okay, they met in November, <laughs> like two weeks prior. And so we met... Um, we went on a little he doesn't say it was a date he said it was a meeting yeah we had a meeting and um and everything happened from then but the the thing that really 
made me realize that yeah this this is my forever person um we had planned to take a well you know this we had planned to take a trip to sweetie pies in december and so um and and tiffany and i we because we live long distance we 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 dated um we would go on dates in a different place every month. But anyway, so we planned to take a trip in December to Sweetie Pies. We flew from Atlanta on our way back. And this was just a day trip. We were just going up there for lunch and then coming back home. On the way back, our flights were, what happened? They were delayed. And so we both received a $1,000 voucher for the airline, from the airline. So we used that money to fly somewhere different every month to hang out and meet. And then I used the last portion of that money to fly to Colorado to drive her back um, to Alabama um, for our wedding. And I drove every bit of the way. She didn't help. She didn't pull over. She didn't give me anything. I drove all 20 hours. Just We don't need the extra commentary. Okay, Okay, he done. (laughs) And I've been driving ever since. (laughs) And those are facts. That is such a good story. I love it. And I love how God told us in his way, each of us, yeah, yeah. that we were connected, that we were ordained. I do all the driving, too. Oh, yes, wow. sir. <laughs> back last time. I was meant to be chauffeured. So <laughs> he's like, I've never seen your license and you won't. <laughs> it's okay. I was meant to be chauffeured. That's what I told him. Yeah. Now I will say though, um, and before you know, before you were you're married, you're you probably had previous relationships before that too. Mm-hmm. And so I found that like when Chris and I started dating, it was like in previous relationships, I was in those relationships for an extended amount of time, but they never led anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're in this relationship two, three years, and it doesn't end in marriage or anything. But I kind of felt like when you know, like Chris and I met in November, we were engaged in June and then married in November. So we were married in less than a year and it'll be seven years in November. But I feel like before that, it was kind of like, I don't know, like I was, I don't know, you just kind of waste time. I could relate. And I think, you know, even, you know, so like I said, in our church, we have a nice dating culture. So you get to kind of go out with a lot of different people and it's platonic and you just get to know people. And so I had been in that for like 15 years as a single man. Mm-hmm. And you meet a lot of nice sisters and you'd say, oh, wow, I could see that person being a good wife and that person. But not, none that said that this is my wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that was and I didn't even know to expect that. But but definitely the feeling that I had with Jennifer was absolutely unique. I liked a lot of people like qualities and people thought that's a good lady. That's a good lady. I could see her. be, But none that said this is the one for you. Um, yeah. And it just was so many different things, which I know we're going to talk about here, too. Yeah, but just on that though, Rhonda, do you, um, so, you know, they're probably single women probably listening to this podcast too, and maybe they've been in a relationship for an extended period of time, but I've always thought that men know what they want. Yeah, but it's not about qualities. I I think that's what this taught me because I I definitely, um, you know, got a lot of great people, had a lot of great people around me that checked a lot of uh, boxes on the list. But uh, but it was just unique. It was just uh, an inward confirmation that this is her. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't like she's got this and she's got this and she's got that. It was almost even after that. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I felt like the spirit prompted me that this is the one even before I really got to know her, even though what happened. So I moved into this part of the fellowship like July 2002, like the beginning of July. And then two weeks later was when we had that retreat where we took the three hour walk and talk. And and in between that, I just was noticing her from a distance. I was noticing how fun she was. She always seemed to be in the middle of a laughing crowd, right? Like a, a crowd of full body laughing, like they, like everybody's having a great time, right? Mm-hmm. And then I noticed all the people, like this coworker that we're talking about, I'm only here because my my girl Jen brought me. And then, and then I go to some cookout and I'm playing spades, like, oh, I can't play with anybody but with my girl Jen. Jen Jen's my partner. I keep, I'm <laughs> hearing her name and I'm, and I'm just kind of noticing her from a distance. But I didn't really like that. This was my first meeting of her. I didn't know her before this. And then over the, but and so we walked away from that conversation feeling like this is it. But then in the next year, I felt like it's when I really was getting to know her and understand, mm-hmm. okay, God, this is why. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me just even say, for example, like being in a in a in an interracial marriage, you know, one one of the big things for me is I wanted someone who could reach out to my family, who could who could come to over over my family's house, my auntie's house, and relate well and 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 be respectful and jump in. And Jen was all of that. She mm-hmm. she she was helping my mom cook on Thanksgiving. She's you know she's she's jumping right in my sisters. I have an aunt that just loves to talk trash and play spades. They get along so well. And just <laughs> and just I I loved that relatability and and I and I and I, and I just saw you know, just that quality and qualities like that, that made me just say, okay, God, I see what you're doing here. And then I feel like even we get to kind of um, defy stereotypes in a way, walking through a door together, walking into different settings. And then me going to her family's house where they have Thanksgiving dinner with a blazer on and they talk about the stock market with a bottle, you know, with a glass of wine and, and you know, and being able to, to relate there, you know, right. and I felt like we could go back and forth. That's awesome. I think I remember when Ed was testing it, I remember we were driving and he was like, what do you think about me? And I was like, oh, you're the best brother ever. Like totally friend zoning (laughs) him intentionally. But it also made me think, I think he likes me, like likes me, likes me. And Mm -hmm. I remember that. You remember that? (laughs) I remember that in the car ride. That wasn't my intent at the time. It was really just having, making conversation while I was in the car. But for her, if you know me, I'm a quiet person. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that I was trying to make conversation was like me actually trying to step out of my, because I'm very quiet. I'm very reserved. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being in the corner in the back um, chilling. So mm-hmm. now I was actually trying to bring up something to talk about, uh, not necessarily trying to, you know, dig and, and pry. Just like, okay, I got to think of something for us to talk about us other than us sitting in the car listening to CDs. And, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, from original, like all our backgrounds are a little, little different in terms of how we knew. Um, from my previous marriage, it was very rocky. And what I learned is that when Deliatra and I finally started dating, and then when He's we got my real name, <laughs> when we got married, even to today. 20 years later, I just continue to remember the things that I did wrong or 
the lack of communication or the things that my ex-wife was very wrong. It, it just it didn't work, and it, it didn't. When I when I got married the first time, it, just two weeks in, I know I knew. My mother even told me, but two weeks in, I knew this wasn't the right move. But I learned a lot from that previous marriage in terms mm-hmm. of respect, in terms of communication, um, in terms of what did I what did I want. Um, mm-hmm. She knows this. One of the reasons I got married in the first place was to get out of my mother's house. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother and I. I'm the oldest. There's two kids. Me and my brother. Uh, my brother actually name is Chris. Um, but my mother and I, we bumped heads when I turned 17. So by 20, 21, I was like, deuces, I gotta get out of here. And so I left under nefarious circumstances and got married, not really out of love, uh, more out of convenience, but through that time and then meeting D, um, I, 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 I first I'll say this. She's the first person I ever dated that I was friends with first. All yeah. girlfriends that I had through high school, through the little bit of time uh, out of high school before I got married my first time, none of them were friends. They were just, oh, I met you, I hollered at you at the club or something like that. She was the first one I got to know. So when we did get married, I, it, God had let me know, this is the one. This is where you're going to be. Um, mm-hmm. This is who you need to be with, and this is who you're going to grow with. But I did learn a lot from that previous relationship about how to respect the woman, how to, you know, and I was, I was raised by a single mom. So my mom always taught us about respecting women. Um, so that was always nurtured and, and brought in uh, as I grew up, but that, that was interesting. Yeah. And I have to say in our friendship, like we were friends, like I remember like talking to him about dates he would have like, Oh, how was your date? Like we were, like I've said, true, true friends. Like, and it was, I really thought he was going to be my, like my homeboy. Like just, I never thought it would be a romantic relationship. And then one day it really did change. And so, um, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's awesome. And, and um, Ed too, thank you for that transparency and that and sharing that story, because I think sometimes you're, we do, a lot of people get married for reasons other than, you know, the right reasons. We all have our reasons for for getting married. And so to maybe the woman who's listening or maybe guys who are tuned into this episode, you know, we want to make sure, but, you know, going in maybe to marry for the right reasons, you know, we want to have that mindset, but at the same time, if we don't, we see the faithfulness of the Lord in that anyway, you know, it's almost like even still, you know, we, you know, I don't think God ever says, Oh, he really messed that one up or she really messed that one up. Like he's not surprised by any of our decisions and that he can redeem it. You know, he can take that. I also think that's the difference between a worldly perspective of marriage and a godly perspective because godly perspective of marriage is covenant. It's lifelong. It's eternal. Worldly, it's to fix a problem, to escape a problem. problem. There's so many different reasons why worldly marriages happen. And we were obviously in the world if we had our child before we got married. And so we've grown together in Christ together. God definitely put that, ordained that too. Um, But yeah, I think that's also the difference of if you're living in the world, what your intentions are versus if you're living with God. So, Well, I mean, we can even take that a little further. I feel like we're still being refined, right? We still have the selfishness driven out of us. I love... um, you guys probably familiar with that book, Sacred Marriage, Gary Thomas. 
a whole subtitle, What If God Meant Marriage to Make You Holy More Than Happy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think all of us, you know, get into marriage at least to some degree selfishly. Absolutely. I want her. I want mm-hmm. him. He can do this for me. She can do that for me. And I think through marriage, I've learned so much about how to be humble and how to serve and, and how to how to love unconditionally. Love when you don't feel mm-hmm. like money, right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, that's what unconditional love is. And and and, I, and and the worldliness is still being driven out of me to this day. Absolutely. Thank you for that <laughs> point, because <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, D and Ed, like, so you were, I think this is really important. Like you were married pre- right? And then something happened. So what was that shift? And then how do you feel like your marriage has changed since now you're walking with Christ? So our daughter, when she was eight, brought us to the Lord. Hmm. Um, the one that- well, w- if I can real quick, Claire, I, I've been raised in church. Oh, that's true. Um, I'm from the South. Um, <laughs> so, and having a single mom and a grandmother, a praying grandmother- uh, so I've been raised in the church my whole life. And then also, so I've known Jesus uh, forever and a day. Um, I did in my teenage, upper teenage to lower 20s, lost my way with Jesus and became very of the world. Um, and through that, with her, I found my way back to the Lord. That's so true. I remember I brought him to my, <laughs> I brought him to meet my dad, my parents, and he was like writing scriptures and my dad was like, you don't have to impress me. You don't have to do that because <laughs> my family is very worldly. And um, and I actually was at a Christian college when I met him. And so that was a lot of the drive that got us married because I was like a scarlet letter. Like I was going to get kicked out of school because I was pregnant yeah. in a Christian college. And so that was a, so big, that was a big, that was a fort driving force for us to get married. Um, but we say we always knew we were going to get married anyways with that just kind of made it faster. Um, but I say we, that I, I was more of the world than you were for the first, like, I'd say eight years of our marriage. And my oldest daughter came home and she wanted to know about God. And I had known, I grew up in a very legalistic, um, religion. It was very religion based. And I knew that I didn't want her to fear God. And I didn't know how to share God with her. Mm. And so we went to our church um, that we actually became founding members of. And uh, the girls were in children's ministry. I'll never forget. I was um, pregnant with my youngest one. And um, it was in the benediction song. The Lord said, you're home. And I just like broke down. The Holy Spirit was, I just broke down and felt home. And so from then on out, we were going to church every Sunday. Now I grew up going to church on Saturday and honoring the Sabbath. So that was totally against what I was raised, this college that I had been to and everything like that. So that was a whole thing. Um, But from that moment on, I just became devoted. And then I actually got baptized when I was 32. And so I tell my daughter who is a huge evangelist, like she in high school, we were like double seating kids taking them to youth group because she'd go after school and be like, you're going to church and you're going to church and you're going to church. Like she's still to this day is very, she's, she has evangelist spirit and that's her gift um, of many spiritual gifts that she has. But she, I say, is probably the driving force that brought us to Christ or brought us back to Christ. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's almost, 
like, you know, you know, Jesus, like I was baptized at seven, but I can't tell you that I knew the impl implications of being a Christ follower. So it's like, you know, you know him, you're born and raised just like Ed in the South. You know, you go to church every Sunday. But for me, he was confined to the walls of the church. And then once you left church, you can live your life. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like this. OK, so how then does he saturate now every area of our lives? You know, and so. And it's just amazing, again, to see the Lord's faithfulness, even in that. Like, you see his faithfulness. It's just, yeah. it's, it yeah. blows my mind. Like, he loves us so much, even through different um, seasons of our lives. We're close to him. We're not. I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. you, I've, there's, yeah. yes, absolutely. And there's a quote that's been going around the internet a lot lately about the Lord goes where he's wanted. Like God comes where he's wanted. But I often say God goes <laughs> where he's not wanted. <laughs> you know, yeah. he goes wherever he oh. wants to go. But even in that, most times, like we're not seeking him. None of us yeah. seek him. The Bible tells us none of us seek him. So it's like, he. go ahead, Rodney. I missed that. I'm saying he pursues us. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Like that reckless love of God song talks about. Right, right. It's like, no, no. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And so he's so good in that. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness. I am loving this conversation. And I hope everyone else out there is lo loving the conversation and um, enjoying the journey with us and just hearing our stories. So I would like to ask a question to each couple. What do you like about your spouse? What is the thing you like about your spouse? And why is that important to you? Mm. I go. Okay. She's fun. She's just a, a, a party waiting to happen. I, I, I love it. I love, uh, you know, whether, you know, pulling out the cards someplace. I love being in a group. Again, like I said, when we're in the fellowship, I would notice that wherever she was, people were just laughing around her, you know, having a good time. And, and, uh, and even now, like and with our kids too, I, it's been fun parenting like uh, with our kids, especially our teenagers now, because, because, you know, we get to kind of be, have fun and kind of be cool together. We have a very easy relationship with our teens. And I think a lot has to do with how fun my wife is. And, and um, yeah, so that's one of the things that I appreciate. And of course, she's very spiritual. I love, I love watching her worship. You know, mm -hmm. I love, I was actually the other day, uh, what were you doing? You were, you just something you were doing out on the porch. You had a, you, you know, you had your yoga mat out there and, and you were just kind of in your zone and she sings with her hands like this all the time and doing by herself. And, she's always like, <laughs> and even when she talks on the phone, actually she's like this kind of, and I love her. I love her passion like that. And she just fun and passionate and, and loves to worship. And, uh, and I could go on, but I'll stop right there for now. Oh, that is so nice. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is just so sweet. And she is. I mean, she is just like this ball of energy. <laughs> I mean, she's just a ball of energy and such a, a joy. joy. And Jim, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I. The, what comes to mind, I mean, it definitely a spiritual man, which for me, you know, was not what I was used to. Um, I didn't, I didn't grow, I grew up going to church, but I, I did not, I did not have a religious background. And so I think I, I remember just him being a safe place, 
you know, just a safe place to land and, mm -hmm. and share. And, and I think I was a single mom when we got married too. And so I, you know, I did have my list of things that I wanted. Um, and I would pray about that list, but he's a teacher um, and definitely a safe place and a leader. And one of the qualities I love is that he's super open and honest. Like he is willing to bear his soul so that he can be right with God. And I really, I, I value that a lot. Um, and he leads our family well, like he, he will, you know, I am more emotional, you know, but he's good at like, nope, we're going to go this direction. And I may go kicking and screaming and might have a little bit to say about it, you know, but I think he's a great leader. Um, and he's easy on the eyes. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> that always helps. I mean, when all else fails, at least he's fine, you yeah, know, like, <laughs> what about you, D and Ed? You wanna go? Well, what the, the journey, one of the things that I would say I love about D um, from coming, being friends to where we are now, the friendship is still strong and we can butt heads. Uh, but I know that even when, even if I'm wrong or if she's wrong, I won't admit it. I've learned that just give it a little bit of time and we'll be fine and we'll, we'll, we'll continue on. And I just know our, our relationship because of that friendship we had in the beginning has solidified our relationship that we stand on now. And then add in the spiritual growth, um, the spiritual foundation of us growing together. Uh, it's become such a beautiful relationship. But I do enjoy the things she's introduced to me. I am, and I say this with all due respect, I am the one of the most boringest people you could ever meet. Okay, very chill, very relaxed. She has introduced me to so many different things. I mean, we won't even talk about food. Like I would eat like the same three things. She has introduced me to, I still won't eat enchiladas, but tacos, <laughs> stir fries. I mean, sushi. 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 Oh my goodness. You would have never, I would have never thought I would have ever eaten sushi. But um, she has uh, opened my eyes and my mind to so many different things. And I truly love that about her. Also, just the way she has grown um, in, a, in a teaching aspect. I don't know if she really thought she ended up being like a teacher or, um, you know, doing uh, podcasts and leading yoga and, and, and being a personal trainer. So watching from behind from a supporter role, her just step into the forefront and just take charge when necessary. And I don't have a problem letting her take charge. And, and even within our household, dealing with the kids. Um, at times, I let her 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 opinion be valued. I let her speak her mind. Um, I don't take things personally when she tells me, you know, I need to do something a little bit different, a little bit better. I I hear you. Uh, I'm just not the argumentative type. I listen, uh, and she likes to lead. I have no issue with that. But I'm also still just very intrigued about where we're still going, even though we've been married going on 20 years. Um, a lot of experiences in terms of outside the household, um, doing things together, we haven't got a chance to wholeheartedly experience yet. So I'm still looking forward to that. Um, but I just love her spirit. I love how she's just, just totally embraced the Lord. Um, and then we, I still think we got a lot of fun times um, in terms of doing activities, um, especially once the kids get out of here. Uh, you know, we did have kids early. 
and then three girls. And I, I'm looking forward to, with all due respect to our, our youngest, once she gets into the high school age, she's eight now. Once she gets into that high school age and start hanging out with friends and being able to be at the house on her own, we out of here. We're we going to start doing some things and having some fun things that, that we've put off because we've taken our family and, and raising our kids first uh, quite seriously. It's funny you say that you like Eileen because I feel like that's what I like about you. So Ed's like, he's very steadfast. He says it's boring. I think he's steadfast. And like Jen said, safe. I feel very safe with him. Very wise, very humble. Um, but I, when I say the steadfast, he's unmovable. So I say to people, when he counts to three, it's it's a no. Like I'm not even going to try to convince him otherwise. Um, but he's very confident. He's It's like a silent, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's a silent confidence about him, which is really sexy. I think he's sexy. Um, and I love his passion for the Lord. I love that he's always in his word. Like I, I'll, he's always in his word. And that's just so attractive to me. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. But I, I love being in the word. And she she's right about I'm always in the word. Where I would like to grow is where I see um, I don't publicly speak out about it um i'm i would say was it evangelize like you our daughter preach you're not a preacher they have they, they can do that <clears throat> no problem i'm i i can read i can follow i can praise i love to worship but actually going out to the world and and i'm, I'm working on that working on that <laughs> but he's very wise he knows a lot about so many things that i have no idea about and there's a joke in our house if the world ended he'd have to tell me because i'm kind of in my own little <laughs> bubble but he knows about so much outside and in the word too um yeah so i say for time wise that's the biggest quiz i have for him what about you guys philip oh uh, well i would say I love your intelligence. One thing I think my wife is very intelligent. Um, she studies hard, studies the word hard. Um, she knows a lot about a little. <laughs> she knows a lot about a lot. Um, and she is so resourceful. Um, one quick example. I can look in the refrigerator and see nothing. <laughs> she looks in the refrigerator and it's full. And I'm like, how did you come up with a meal like that? I didn't even see that. So, um, and she has a big heart. And this is my homie. Like, we fight like no other. <laughs> but we are friends. Like, there is no one else I would rather fight with. Um, but we, she goes toe to toe with me. That's what and you need. And it's not what I need. It causes me, causes me a lot of heartache. <laughs> but we come out on the other side, and this is my girl. Like she's my girl. <laughs> so I love those things, and I love how she loves the Lord. And I, I am confident in knowing that the way she loves the Lord, I know she will love me um, in a pleasing manner too. Oh, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> the thing that I like most, well, that I like most about you, well, there are so many, but I would say that you are so thoughtful. Hmm. You are very, very thoughtful. Um, I mean, it can be overwhelming sometimes because <laughs> you bring all this stuff in the house, 
But, you know, like for with your parents, like I love to watch you take care of your parents. Mm -hmm. And his parents are like in their 70s. And like you really take care of them. Like if we're going on a trip, he say, hey, y'all come and go with us. Um, invite them down on the weekends. If someone at church, like if he hears about someone at church had a surgery, he handwrites a card and put it in the mail and send it to him. And you have such a beautiful handwriting. So I could never do that. But it's just the way you care for people. Like you are so very, very thoughtful. You are um, a leader. I love the way you lead our family, a great provider. You take care of Reese and I. Um, so well um it's just so and you love the lord so just like you said with me like i knew that because you love the lord then you would love me so even when i'm not in your presence you are held accountable to someone else you know and so yeah and we have fun we love to laugh like we we can laugh and just tell jokes <laughs> we have the best time like really the best time <laughs> you my homie. <laughs> you my boy. Okay, you my girl. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so let's um take a minute. So for the listeners, if you've been following along with our Titus story, we committed, me, Jen, and D, we committed to loving. We talked about how sometimes we can love our children so much. Like when our children come in the room, it's like, ah, oh, I'm so happy to see you. And then our husband come in the room like, hey, <laughs> we don't get up. We don't greet you. So we said, hey, we're going to commit to doing better about that, to making our husbands feels like, feel like we are just so thrilled that you're in the room. We're so thrilled to have you home. So have you felt that way? From your wife, have you experienced this energy when um, you walk in the room? Like your wife is just so excited to see you. And be I, honest. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, one of the greatest rules that she came up with, she came up with this. I couldn't even tell you when. It's been a few years. Um, I go out to work. Um, I work with, for the last 12 years, I work with kids, special needs kids, Um uh, as a as a substitute teacher, but usually long term or stuff like that. She came up with the 10 minute rule, which means when I walk in the house, no one's allowed to bother me for 10 minutes. All right. So I can come in and go upstairs, what have you, and our kids, and they give me 10 minutes. And it, it wasn't something that was laid out initially at first. It was just her giving me respectful time. You know, the, my daughters want to run up to me and hey dad and you know, Tina having at the time two teenagers, preteen and, and our uh, our oldest when she was still uh, in high school, you know, they, they want to ask about, can they go outside or they want to hang out? You got a couple dollars. Can I go to Wawa or something like that? <laughs> so she just wanted to allow me to decompress. And then um, so over the years, it's something that's become the norm. Um, but the smile that I always get, it's always a warm smile when I come in. Um, and even if she's on a meeting or a call or, um, uh, on on virtual, there's always an acknowledgement. Um, because I'm chill, that's all I need. I do appreciate when I get hugs and, and, and some kisses, but she'll give me my 10 minutes. And then from there, it's like, okay, whatever the eighth afternoon, evening is bringing. But what about when you just walk in the room? Um, well, I just walk in the room, that smile, that that warming, loving smile, the, the acknowledgement. Um 
a lot of times in the afternoon when I come home, she's busy. But the, the fact that she'll take time out from whatever she's doing to acknowledge that my presence in the house. So I try to reciprocate that and, you know, acknowledge her as well. Um, uh, if, if she's in the kitchen, which usually I come in the back door. So if she's in the kitchen, try to acknowledge with a hug or, you know, a, a shoulder touch, some type of acknowledgement amongst us. Um, we try not to let that get old, try not to, you know, let, let it be devalued. I also and was telling I, him this morning, he's very detailed in how he speaks. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's good, too, because different um, relationships, you're going to do things differently. Like you mm -hmm. all have that 10 minute rule. I mean, so as couples, you have to decide what works best for you and not just take what someone else is doing and try to implement that in your own marriage. Or because, you know, you could easily say, well, you know, somebody goes, well, you didn't speak to me for 10 minutes, but that works for you, you know, or some. So it's good to communicate as a couple and see, you know, what works and do what works for you, essentially. So, Rondi, what about you? Yeah. OK, so uh, help me out with this, Jen. So that's interesting to know you work. So. All right. So Jen is very plugged into this virtual world you guys got going on. So you got the boxer. Typically, I can hear her coming in before I before I see her. Like, like I can hear her coming out, coming into the door in the driveway where I hear someone talking through uh, Marco Polo or Voxer or something like that. And she's coming in and usually and often she can be absorbed in that or if I'm and and um, and so I, I work here uh, some days. Right. Virtually. Um, and then I sometimes I go into the office. And so sometimes uh, the first time we'll interact, I'm already in the house, but I'm working. She'll be in, going to the kitchen and she's making dinner or whatever. And I'll come down and I'll just say, hey, what's up, honey? And then we do a kiss there. And that's fine. I think that's cool. Um, sometimes, you know, whatever's going on on the screen could be a little, you know, absorbing. So maybe we could work on, you know, turning turning toward a little bit. And, uh, yeah, and then when I come from work, from the office, typically it's when we're eating. So come right in to us about to have dinner uh, when, when I'm coming from the office. Uh, so, so I, so I could see that maybe being a place that maybe we could both work on, and I don't know what I don't know how that would work with the Voxer Zoom, Marco Polo world you guys got going on. I mean, can you actually pause those things? And Rondi, I have to say that I just love that gentle, like, oh, we could work on that. You know, it wasn't <laughs> like a like you, you always on your phones, like. Yeah, you know, we could probably, it can be a little consuming. <laughs> Jen is agreeing. You guys are being intentional here. Yeah. I know this is a small thing that you guys are taking taking this on and really trying to grow grow as wise. It inspires me to want to be better as a husband because I got right. my stuff too. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> and thank you for your honesty. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was so gentle. And so I, I love that. What about you, sir? Well, does Jen have anything she would like to say? Yeah, yeah, you want to say too? I think it's good. I do appreciate the feedback. And I think it is good, you know, just to be able to take that and I can grow. And I want to grow. I want to grow. Mm -hmm. I want um, when, if, you know, if you listen to the episode, but Dee talked about that word being preferring when your husband walks in, the preference, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I do want you to feel that way because I do prefer you. So, you know, I can work on that. It's good. Mm -hmm. so I, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I heard you praying about that, though. I heard that. Yeah. I heard you say that when we were praying. Couple yeah. times. That's cool. I need the Lord. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We all do. Yes. 
Um, so I would say that I have definitely noticed you uh, being more receptive when I come home. Uh, when I, I work outside of the home, and so when I get home, I like to be greeted. And Tiffany has um, stepped up her greeting game. Um, <laughs> the the kisses are not just pecs anymore. They're oh, maybe man. a second or three seconds. So, that's, <laughs> oh, wow. so, so oh, definitely, wow. definitely an improvement. And then I like, um, so Tiffany sold our living room furniture. We don't have any living room furniture, <laughs> none. So we have to sit close together on our one little little sofa that we have. So, <laughs> so she can't move. I can't move. And I think that that, that gives helps. us, yeah, it helps us with our intentional. And I can just, I I can tell uh, that she has put forth some effort. Oh, thank now, you. Now, what will you, what, what, what do you say? I think I've put forth some effort. Tell me how. What you just said. And what else? Any, anything else? No, no, okay. you did good. Thank okay. you. You know, <laughs> you know, because usually like Jen, I mean, like I'm on my phone, you know, Voxer. He's like, you're always on Voxer. Somebody's always talking. And so I'm like, now it's like I hear the garage comes up like, OK, I got to go. <laughs> so then, you know, give him his time. Then I'll be like, OK, I'm back. <laughs> So sounds like all of us, right? We have improved, but then there are some areas too that we could still yeah. still work on. So sure. do we have any closing words before we close out this episode? Um I personally just want to say because um I, I I love what you what you ladies are doing. This is beautiful. Um and I'm not the biggest social media. Uh, active person at all. Matter of fact, I have deleted all my social media accounts about a month ago. I just, but that's neither here nor there. But this is beautiful what you ladies are doing. I am very grateful um, that you invited us on uh, to, to let us express our perspective. But um, I'm so proud of, of Dee and what she's doing. Um, it is a beautiful thing. Um, I'm learning as well. Uh, uh, but I, I'm just, I just wanted to say thank y'all and, and, and keep going y'all that mm -hmm. we're praying as, as the husbands, I know the other mm -hmm. fellas can back me up on this. We're praying for y'all. Y'all are trying to do something that is going to bring, uh, not yeah. just enlightenment to other couples and other women, but to bring glory and praise to God mm -hmm. almighty. And that, that is, that is a beautiful thing. So y'all keep rocking, man. Y'all keep rocking. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff that has intergenerational impact too. So I don't know about y'all, but from our family system, uh, you know, our, our families really aren't, uh, you know, really don't have, uh, you know, marriages per se to, to emulate. And, and, mm -hmm. and you see that has an impact on the kids and on the generations and um and and they're very few uh you know monogamous long-term you know kind of kind of stable families in our family systems and 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 we we feel so blessed so often we pray often shaking our heads god how do we get where we are right now given you know the hand that we are dealt given where we came from and, and we look at our kids are doing great and and we love each other and 
and and I tell you, I'll tell you even as an example. Um, so one of the things that God had put on my heart to do is I do a fathering class inside of a local prison, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a curriculum that called Inside Out Dads, and it's cool. And so one of the that one of the uh, lessons talked about um, how kids do better when their parents are married and, and together. Mm-hmm. And so I'm putting this out there to these guys, the inmates, and they just start laughing. Oh, you kidding me, man? Oh, man, you don't get married, man. That just, they just take your money, man. That's just a piece of paper, man. And I was like, wow, you guys really believe this? And like, yeah, man. I said, you guys don't know anybody that's happily married? They're like, nah, man. I had an aunt that was married for 10 years once. Another one was like, oh, yeah, my grandparents are still married, but when he, my grandpa falls asleep in the living room every night and walks to the liquor store and gets cigarettes and and that's what they know and mm-hmm. i know it's just a modern day miracle that we can be healthy and happy in our marriages and our role in our marriages it is going to give god a lot of glory it's going to set up the next generation really well right. so, mm-hmm. yes that is so absolutely true and thank you both for sharing that because you know and that's what we want to do bring glory and honor to god in our marriages you know, because so many people have this worldly idea of what marriage is, you know, it's like, oh, you can try it out or, you know, you just go to the next person or as D said earlier, like it is a covenant. It's, it's a covenant and it, that you make before God that we're going to love one another and that there are couples who are happily married, who are not just coexisting under the same roof. <laughs> you know, like they are happily engaged in marriage. And I think, you know, just listening to that episode, hopefully you got a sneak peek into that in us, you know, <laughs> they really do like each other. Like this isn't for show, you know, and that this is available to all of God's sons and daughters. This is what he right. wants for each of us, not to make us happy, but as Gary Thomas says, to make us holy, to make us more like Christ. I said that on the earlier episode, nothing sanctifies you like marriage and parenthood, <laughs> your children. So thank you so much for listening to us today. We hope that you will continue listening. We pray that this episode has blessed you and we hope that you will just keep joining us here. Keep laughing with us, keep crying with us and growing closer to Jesus. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of The Ardent Wife. So grateful to have our husbands with us today. We pray that this episode blessed you and that you feel encouraged uh, about marriage and the the holy endeavor that it is. And so we know uh, that we all need encouragement along the way. So we have a giveaway. We want to give away the book, Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas. And so head over to the Ardent Wives Club. This is for our Ardent Wives Club members. So head over there and we'll be doing a drawing for those in the club. See us on Facebook and we will see you next time on our next episode.